Welcome back, gents, to Good Morning Football. I'm Colin Nessler, and welcome to Week 9, post-Week 9. So, most of the games have been done. It is Sunday night. I'm not watching the Monday night game. Instead, I'm recording this. It's not like it's important. It's the Jets versus the Patriots, and I hope that means zero fantasy value to you, because... Both the teams are god-awful. Unless you have Patriots defense, then that's acceptable. But other than that, let's get right into it. So the first topic we're going to go over is the Thursday night games and the 12 o'clock slate. Which, there was a ton of good games today, this weekend. So the first we'll cover is the Thursday night game, which was the Green Bay Packers versus the... San Francisco 49ers. It was 34-17 Green Bay. So some top players were Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers for the Packers. If you have either of those two in fantasy, I would recommend starting them almost every single week. Those two are lately guaranteed 25 plus, and Devontae Adams has proved that he is the best receiver in football. So, yeah, he, he might be number one, but over Julio and Mike Thomas. I'm not going to be the one telling you telling you he is, but he is definitely up there. And Aaron Rodgers is making an MVP case for himself. So, the Niners put up a good fight, but they are just so injury-riddled right now between George Kittle, Moster, and about half their defense. And Jimmy Garoppolo, their starting quarterback. So, that, that's a tough one for them. So, their top players were... Uh, Jarek McKinnick, the former Viking, he's been great out of the backfield for them as he's been able to run and catch. I believe he had a receiving touchdown that game. And then Richie James came out of nowhere. I've never heard of this guy before this game, and he put up 30-plus fantasy points. So he's going to be a waiver-wire pickup, especially if they stay injury-prone. If Brandon Ayuk and Debo Senior come back, I would recommend not starting him, but he'd be a good fill in if you are injury riddled like the Niners so we'll go over some of the 12 o'clock games we'll go over the Falcons versus the Broncos which the Falcons won 34-27 and the biggest player in this game was Drew Locke as he almost mounted a huge comeback I started him in one of my fantasy leagues because I knew he was playing the Falcons and their their pass defense is god awful but Falcons offense was too much as Matt Ryan and Julio Jones put did great. I had Julio in one of my leagues and he put up 57 yards and a touchdown. So pretty good numbers. Julio is always pretty consistent. Next game, probably the well, it's tied for the closest game of the 12 o'clock slate was Texans Jags. Texans won 27 to 25. And uh, the biggest storyline was the Jags' comeback. They scored a touchdown with time basically running out. And then they missed the two-point conversion. They have a quarterback I've never heard of in their starting lineup. Because Minshew got hurt. Minshew Mania, everyone's favorite player. So, I'm surprised they were in that game. But David Johnson got hurt. So, all those fantasy owners are... In trouble, I'd recommend picking up Duke Johnson as he's one of the best backups in the league. Uh, next game we'll go over is Chiefs-Panthers, which is probably the most entertaining game of the week. So, just so much 
talent in this game between Chris McCaffrey coming back from injury. Didn't look like he lost a step. He's been a beast. So all those fantasy owners are sure are really excited. Uh, him and then the Chiefs between Pat Mahomes, Ty Hill, Miko Hardman, Clyde Edwards Hoya. They put up 33 and they all looked great. Miko Hardman had an off day, but he's so he's a boomer bust. You never know. He's either gonna catch a 50-yard touchdown or he's not gonna touch the ball. Pat Mahomes is proving why he's front runner for MVP. Him, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, it's gonna be a close one. And then Ty Hill, it he he's making a statement to be a top three receiver. He's just so fast. And now for my rant. As a Bears fan, the Bears lost 24-17 to the Titans. And we did not deserve to put up 17 points. Our offense is god-awful. And we deserve to lose. One, the one highlight player of this game was A.J. Brown. He put a, he was a great for fantasy as he caught a 50-yard touchdown for the Titans. But other than that, there was zero fantasy value. But to to cover to go in depth in this game, basically the Bears have zero run offense in our our in our pass blocking is god awful. Our offensive line is so injury prone and we just can't stay healthy and we cannot block anyone. The Titans defense is so bad and we still let up we let them get to Nick Foles about every other play it seems like. So for all those Mitch lovers, it's looking like he might get a start. When he gets home back healthy, but who knows? Matt Nagy, so he's so weird and inconsistent. But our defense kept us in most of the game. I love our defense, but it might be going to rebuild mode. I don't know what to think. We're we're stuck in that middle ground where we don't know what to do. So we'll go into in our next part with our guest Nathan Nestler. Alright, gents, today we are joined by my brother, Nathan Nussler. What's up, Nate? Hi, how are you doing? So, Nate is also very into fantasy football, as he is in a lot of leagues. Uh, yeah, I'm actually in six leagues this year, and pretty involved in DraftKings as well. I think of myself as um, pretty good at fantasy football for the most part. So, if I'm not mistaken, you were in a guillotine league this year. Want to explain what that is? Yes. Yeah, so I'm in a variety of different le- different types of leagues, but one of the most interesting one I'm in is called Guillotine, and that consists of 20 teams drafting, and then each week there is either one or two teams eliminated from the bottom scorer. And by the end of the season, week 17, you'll be left with one team standing, and they will win the money. So no head-to-head matchups? There's no head-to-head matchups at all. It's the lowest scorer of the week is then eliminated. I am also involved in a dynasty league, which consists of really big rosters. So there's no, not very many waiver wire transactions, and you keep those players every single season, and you just draft new rookies to add onto the team. And I'm also in a keeper league that is similar to dynasty, besides you only keep three players, and then you redraft everyone else. Yeah, so there, there's so many different ways to play fantasy football nowadays that you can find anything you like. So I'm in, so me and Nate, we do a league together. It's called a father-son league with a bunch of fathers and sons around town. 
and we just won by a lot this week. We we, we doubled up their score this week, yeah. ninety to one hundred and eighty. It's the top scoring week that anyone's had in the league all year. We had Drew Locke, who I'll talk about later. He had a big week, but him and Ty Hill, Delvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, yeah, but those guys carried us. So. I, you had a chance to win a hundred thousand dollars, Nate. Yes, this weekend, Nate. I was involved in the Million Maker for DraftKings this week, and I had the perfect lineup through the noon games. I just needed Big Ben to score about fifteen more points, and Hunter Henry to score about five more points. I would have been a lot richer than I am today, but instead, I won thirty bucks instead. Hey, positivity, but. It just shows how many people are into fantasy football nowadays and how many ways there are to play it. Oh, there you can accommodate all the rules. There's different rules, different sized rosters. You can give different points for this and that and have different positions. You can do about anything you want with fantasy football now. There's so many different platforms that are customizable. And there, there really is a way to accommodate every single league. So, throughout all your leagues, Nate, what would you say you're above or below 500? I am actually above 500. I went 5-1 and one this week, and that pushed me to, I think, six games over 500 throughout all my leagues, which, between, like, dynasties, I have a few bad dynasty teams because I'm intentionally tanking, trying to rebuild, stuff like that. So, overall, I'm doing pretty well in all my leagues this year. So, that's about all we have time for with Nate. He is going back to the University of Iowa this week, so this will probably be our last episode with him. Uh, Thanks for having me. All right. Well, that was a great conversation with Nate. I wish him the best of luck as he goes back to the University of Iowa, where he studies business. So, yeah. Nice to have him back in town every once in a while. So we'll go over the 3:30 games and the the night game, the Sunday night game. All right, so we'll go the best game of the of the 3:30 games. I don't know if it's the best game, but arguably the best game was Dolphins versus Cardinals. The biggest storyline is the Dolphins' defense. It came out of nowhere. They are having a defensive touchdown about every other game, it seems like. Came out of nowhere. From being one of the worst defenses in the league last year to being one of the top. But they still they still let up 31 points because of Kyler Murray. He's been a beast. Him, Chase Edmonds, D-Hop, and Christian Kirk. That offense is just explosive. Even though he's small and everyone makes fun of him for being 5'10", he's really proven to be a stud quarterback. I think he's the best fantasy quarterback in the league. So, everyone better try to pick him up if possible. Uh, so, then we'll go over Tua. Tua Tagaboa. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but he picked up his second career win. He's 2-0. He's just a proven winner, it seems like. Although he hasn't looked spectacular, he has he's 2-0. You can't complain with that. As long as their defense stays up, they have a chance of winning the AFC East. Because they are second, I believe, at 5-3. Uh, we'll go over the other 3-30 game, which was the Steelers-Cowboys. Both are 3-30 games, which was just awesome. So, it was, it was a really good weekend for the NFL. Just a bunch of entertaining games. As much as I... 
want to be disappointed because the Bears suck again. Th- this weekend was just awesome. Um, so Steelers Cowboys, the Steelers won 24-19, which the Cowboys weren't even supposed to be in this game. They're down to their fourth string quarterback in Garrett Gilbert, who came from the AAF, which I don't know the exa- it's I don't know what it's like the Alliance American Football. So I I, I think that's the name, but it it was it was here a little bit ago. And he was the MVP of that league before it got dissolved, I believe. So he's, I don't know if he's a proven winner, but he showed that he can play at, pretty high, at a pretty high level. And he, he showed it this weekend. He kept them in that game. He didn't make many mistakes. He made plays. Not, not as many plays as Dak Prescott would do, but he put up plays. Good enough. And now we'll talk about, in their defense stepped up more. As how bad their defense is, they played pretty decent. And C.D. Lamb proved to be a stud of a, a receiver. Who This receiver class is so good. So many athletes, so much talent. This could be one of the best draft classes we've seen in recent memory. Um, so we'll go to the Steelers. So Big Ben had a decent game. Uh, he put up good, pretty good numbers. But Juju Smith-Suster put up the best numbers on the Steelers. As he helped fantasy owners a lot. Um, but yeah, their defense played pretty good. But again, they're going against the crippled Cowboys without three of their quarterbacks. And so yeah, Zeke didn't do very good and James Conner didn't do very good. So neither of the run attacks did very much. So now we'll go into the night game, which was a blowout. This was the worst game of the week and it was supposed to be the best between breeze and brady breeze showed that he is the best old man in the league at 41 years old he threw four touchdowns and they won 38 to 3 it should have been 38 to 0 but the bucks had a field goal at the end of the game so players that really showed out were drew breeze obviously and mike thomas and it was the opposite of what everyone thought everyone thought the bucks offense was going to show out but Nope, and Taysom, Taysom Hill, he's just so fun to watch. Swiss Army Knife, not, not necessarily a good fantasy player, but he's just so fun to watch. Um, uh, and then we'll talk about the Bucks. Brady was so bad. But again, his offensive line didn't give him much help. Seems like the Saints were getting there every other play. So, so Gronk was bad. AB was bad in his first game with the Buccaneers. Mike Evans was bad. Godwin was okay. He's such a good route runner where he gets open. But it showed that the Saints defense can be elite at times. I'm not saying they're always elite, but their pass rush looked insane against them. So we're going to wrap up this episode. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. We'll be going over uh, next week's games upcoming this week. And I'd like to thank you all for coming here. And see you till next time.